G'day, it's Stefan Angelini from Angel Advisory on the Real Wealth Podcast talking about shares versus property. I love property. I love shares. I'm just going to break it down to help you figure out what are the key characteristics of each of them as an investment, and then you can go off and relate to determine what's the best for your situation. Now, let me just start by saying that anything we say here is just general information only. Please don't consider it as personal advice. If you're looking for some personal advice to determine what asset class you should invest into, feel free to reach out to a licensed financial advisor. If you want some specific help, email hello at angeladvisory.com.au and we'll see if we can get you some help there. So shares versus property. They're both good. They're both bad. So let's unpack some of the key characteristics. Funds available. How much money do you have to invest? Typically, to get into a stock or a stock investment, you don't need much money. You can start with a very small amount and you get charged a small percentage as brokerage to be able to get into that investment. But typically, a, lot, a property purchase is a larger purchase. It's a more established asset class. You need to buy an entire property and therefore, you generally need a lot more money. So unpack what that means a little bit. If you, if you want to buy a $500,000 property, you need a 20% deposit plus stamp duty, which is in Victoria, 5.5%. Let's call it 6%. You need $30,000 to meet the stamp duty and settlement costs plus $100,000 to meet the initial deposit. So that's $130,000. Then you've got to go out and take a loan from a bank. And we'll talk about funding in a little bit. If you want to purchase that property on your own, no bank, $530,000 is what you're going to need to purchase that property. In shares, you can just use little amounts. So if you've got $20,000, $30,000, $50,000, $100,000, then you'll probably find it easier to get into shares as opposed to go out and buy a property. Number two, let's talk liquidity. Liquidity, how quickly can I get my money back? Now, with property, you know you've got to be prepared to sell it, advertise it, get it on the market, have someone purchase it, sign a contract, then wait for that to settle before the before it's actually transacted. In the middle, you can get out your deposit sometimes, but otherwise, let's say you've got to wait till the end of the process. So you might be looking at six months in a good transaction before that property actually settles. Sometimes you can go as low as three months, but very, very rare. But let's look at stocks, shares. If you've got shares, typically they've got T plus three. If you've got a stock, an individual stock, you can trade it on the market. You should have the cash back in T plus two meaning cash back within you, with you in two days' time. If you've got a managed fund, it might take a little bit longer because they've got to sell down their portion of the portfolio, but ETS falls under that T plus two, even though it is partly a managed fund. If you've got the more illiquid investments, then they may take they may have a monthly drawdown allocation, which means it might take 45 days, but still super fast compared to owning property. Property is what we call an illiquid asset class, something you generally don't want to sell if you don't have to sell because it takes so long. Next up, let's talk about control and flexibility. When you own a property, if you own one property and you put a lot of money into that one basket, you don't have basket, you don't have much control, you don't have much flexibility. It's the property, it's there. I mean, you can renovate it, so you can control it a little bit, you can control the rent, but really it's a market that controls how much it's rented for. When you've got stocks, you can change things. You can sell things, you can buy things, you can change direction, you can change asset classes, you can take advantage of different markets. So you could say that investing into stocks and shares gives you a lot more control over your money, even though we all know that property is a great asset class. It's more of a set and forget and leave it there and I don't want control, I don't have control, I don't want to be involved. Uh, next, let's look up the, the costs and the cost of using debt. So first off, the transaction cost. The transaction cost to get into a property is typically stamp duty plus other purchase costs, 
brokerage fees, land settlement costs, all that kind of stuff. When you're buying shares, quite simple, small fee for brokerage. You know, you can get it as low as 0.055%, which is what some of our platforms pay, or we pay on some of our platforms. Um, but generally with property, look at about a 6% cost to get in. Cost to get out, again, shares, brokerage, 0.055%, all the way up to 0.2%, 0.3%. When you're selling a property, you need to pay agent fees, you need to pay marketing, so you need to really get the property settled ready for a purchase. So I normally give it about a 3%. So purchase costs, selling costs, call it 1% for shares and a total of between 8 and 10% for property. Cost of debt, so borrowing to, borrowing to buy stocks or shares is quite expensive because... Their security is not as tight. They're much more volatile, which banks don't like. Borrowing to buy property is a lot cheaper. In the current environment, interest rates are still very high. So if you need to use debt, you need to work out how much money am I making off that investment and will the rent cover my, my outgoings? So something definitely to think about. And then another one that we use for a lot of our clients who are retired, not working anymore, approaching retirement, and you can retire at any age, remember. You can retire at 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, doesn't matter. But what's my income that I need from that investment? At the moment, we're seeing properties and particular residential properties, which is what I'm talking about here, have a rental yield of between 2 and 3%. 2 and 3%, if you own that property in cash, it's what you're getting back. You might find that shares have a higher dividend yield, especially if you've got the larger cap stocks, anywhere between a 4 and 5%. They've got this handy thing as well called a franking credit. So these companies pay tax at their rate of 30%, you get that tax back depending on what your marginal tax rate is. So if your marginal tax rate is zero, you get all the tax back, which is super handy. So they're the main things to consider when considering purchasing shares versus property. Again, everyone loves different things. I've got both. I love both. Uh, being Italian, I didn't have a choice. I need to love property. And I do love property because it's a great asset class from a long term, has a great history in Australia as well. Um, so hope you had fun unpacking that for your situation and hopefully you've learned something as well. Thanks.